from the Hollywood Improv, it's the Nighttime Show. Uh, this week, we are sitting here with Matt Walker, our head producer and writer and uh, man about town, red-headed asshole, and me, Stephen Kramer Glickman. And we are sitting here at the in the green room at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, it is the nighttime show green room that we use to prep for our show every month. Um, and our, our guest bailed at the last minute, so yep. it's just the two of us. It's just the two of us. Just the two of us. And you know what? It's probably for the best because this is a solemn day. Uh, it really is. It is. Um, yes. Because a friend of ours, uh, John Schnepp, mm-hmm. passed away uh, this morning. Uh, after being in a, he had a stroke and then he was in a coma for about this, a week. About right? a week, yeah. and it was fucking brutal. And uh, and uh, for for me, aside from just missing uh, uh, this friend of mine, which is a fucking depressing thing, uh, I I knew about it since Saturday. It's now Friday, so I've known yeah. about this since Saturday, and was kind of told to keep everything on the DL. And as you know, Matt, I suck at DL. <laughs> <laughs> I am the last person that needs DL. I need to talk to people. I have to have conversations. You tell everyone everything. I tell everybody everything. Yeah. So I'm sitting around. I could. I told you. I told Mike Black because we we've both we've spent. Yeah. Like we we, we all just had him. We were all together I mean. for my birthday. We were all together yeah. for Thanksgiving. You know, mm-hmm. like so. I'm I'm kind. Of, I was sitting around, and just in case our listeners don't know who John Schnepp was, he was one of the creators of the TV show Metalocalypse. Yeah, well, he um, he direct- very talented. Yeah, he directed Metalocalypse. Uh, he directed Venture Brothers. Uh, he yeah. was an animator on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He created the the style and uh, the editing style for uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. You know all that weird interview stuff. That's all him. Yeah, and uh, he was just a fascinating, really, really cool guy. And he uh, he. He loved comics, yeah, um, almost more than anybody I've ever met. And he made a documentary about the failed attempt to make a Superman movie with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, uh, the death of Kevin Superman Smith. lives. What happened? Which uh, you know was purchased by see on Showtime, right? Showtime, yeah, yeah, and airs regularly on that. And he's a Comic Con favorite. Comic Con is happening right now, yeah, which is just feels. It just felt like it would be weird to go knowing that he mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to be there and that he was uh, so sick. And what's so weird is is that when someone is in a coma, you're like, I've never had I've never known anyone. Have you ever known anyone that was in a coma, Matt? Uh, well, Fat James. Fat James was in a coma. Yeah, I went to see him the day before they pulled the plug, and it was bad. Oh, yeah. I went with you to his house when he went was. To his house, yeah. Early so on. then you went later. I went to the hospital a couple times oh, when he was Jesus. near in the end, and it was, it that time it was like uh, you know at the end of Return of the Jedi in the despecialized version when they take off Darth Vader's helmet and he's like pale. Yeah, it's weird. that's what Fat James reminded me of. Then it was oh, all machines no. keeping him alive, and it oh, was bad. No. Yeah, that's the worst. It was. Oh. I will never get that image out of my head. And he was such a great guy. Yeah, so. no, no, no. It's so brutal. And and what they, you know, the the fucked up thing with uh, coma stuff is that they go, you know, uh, well, you know, ninety nine percent of his brain is no longer working. And you go, yeah. so there's a chance. <laughs> you <laughs> there's say there's still, a chance. There's one percent. There's yeah. still a chance. And that's like that's kind of fucked up, you know, because you 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 keep hope. You know, which mm-hmm. hope is like a great thing, but it also fucking sucks. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've been lucky in that almost all my relatives that passed away 
uh, well, other my grandfather was like a long, slow decline, but every other relative had that that's died has basically been they lived to they were really old, and then all of a sudden they just Dead. died. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't like a long, drawn out thing where it's like for months and months and months in a hospital or whatever, where it's yeah, where it's bad. You know, like. Um, yeah, because every single time that I was calling uh, one of his friends to like check in on him, yeah. they, it would be like it would be worse than the last time I called. You yeah. know, like they'd be like, "Oh, now his pancreas isn't working," and then you call back and they're like, "Now his liver and pancreas are not working." And then you call back and they're like, "Now his his, his kidney stopped working; he's on dialysis." And then you call back and they're like, "He fell into a volcano." <laughs> you're like, "What? Yeah. What do you mean he fell into a volcano?" And they're like, "A volcano opened up; he fell into it." And then you call yeah. back the next day and they're like, "Oh, you didn't hear? There was an earthquake just in his bed." You know, it was like <laughs> every fucking time I'd call back, something worse. Yeah. It was so depressing. Uh, the only other person I've ever known that was in a coma was my father's dad, mm-hmm. who was a piece of shit. He was a garbage person. He's was, not the one who was missing his legs. No, no, no. That was my mom's father. Okay. My my that was my grandfather. My like yeah. the grandfather I loved. But my my, <laughs> my the grandfather I didn't give a shit. This about. is the grandfather <laughs> I didn't give a shit about. This guy, uh, whose name was Ralph. Glickman, he was in a he went into a coma, and he's he was in a coma for like weeks, and uh, ever and the whole all his sons, he has like five sons, mm-hmm. they all came out, and they all sat around him in the hospital bed, and, and my dad walks in, and uh, who's a piece of shit, you know, and he like walks in, and one of his brothers goes, uh, oh, uh, did, hey, uh, did you have anything for lunch? And my dad goes, uh, yeah, I had a egg salad sandwich downstairs in the cafeteria. <laughs> And they go, oh, didn't you have eggs for breakfast, though? And he goes, I did. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, I had hard-boiled eggs for dinner last night and an egg salad sandwich for lunch yesterday afternoon. And then yesterday morning, I had scrambled eggs. And his father <laughs> rises out of the bed. He sits up in bed, comes out of the coma and goes, if you keep eating eggs, you're going to turn into an egg and dies. <laughs> that was his last words. Those are the greatest last words in history. I think so. I think that, I, they might be. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. Yeah. Th- those are haunting last words. <laughs> what do isn't you want? It, don't they say that, like, wasn't it... Uh, Maybe not Custer, but one of those guys that like is famous for dying. Where they're like, "No, they can't shoot me from all the way over." <laughs> that's like, those are like his last words, something like oh, that. Oh, that's so funny. What's yeah. your? What do you want your last words to be? Fuck all of you. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. something no, like that. No, 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 probably not profanity. Uh, I'm not that big in a profanity. I don't curse that much. Just like you're all big disappointments to me. How about oh, that? That's good. That'd be bad. That would be bad. I like that. Like that would be fun. Bad. In fact, that would be my like on my tombstone. Oh, I you're like, know. You're a, you're a giant disappointment. I would love my last <laughs> words to be the money is buried at just that. <laughs> <laughs> the money is buried in and then like, nothing. Like Mad Mad World, be like uh, it's on the money's buried under a giant W, and then people will travel oh, all around the world. Was that what that is? Yeah. And then oh, was, I should do that. It was for those sure, trees. Then. Remember at the end oh, of the yeah. movie, like it would turn out to be trees that were shaped like a W and they were going to like all these places where they thought it was a W and they didn't know what it was. You know, I had a near death experience. You know that when I was living in New York city and I, took I had a near death experience. You drove. Oh, you son of a car. bitch. You uh, rat bastard. <laughs> we've had about 17 near death experiences. We've, we've, been you driving. Lot, we've had a lot of those. I took uh penicillin. I was given penicillin for some, mm-hmm. you know, you know me, I'm always a pill guy yeah. people put me on you're drugs always going to doctors for like uh, things that i would not go to a doctor for i'm just like just suck it up and deal I'm with it consistently on oh. antibiotics for some horrible thing which is t- 
terrible for it's you. It's bad for your body. You yeah. shouldn't be on antibiotics. You, you're going to make much. it sound like antibiotics aren't going to work when you really need them now. Yeah, that's probably you, right. You cried wolf with antibiotics to your body too many times now. <sighs> well, flesh eating you know. bacteria. Although uh, actually, that would be kind of useful for you a little bit. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I took. They gave me penicillin when I took penicillin, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was allergic to it. So my face started oh. swelling, and my neck started swelling, and I looked in the mirror. And that's just how you are now. Yeah. That's, oh, you That's bastard. what happened. <laughs> Everything, I looked like uh, a couch with eyes. <laughs> I looked completely different. I've never, I, I, it's horrible. I <laughs> saw you, myself in the did mirror. Did you look like Cherry from Pee-wee's Big? From Pee-wee's Big uh, I did. I looked like Cherry from, <laughs> from Pee-wee's Big. I looked so fucking scary. And Saba uh, was there, and I said, "Call an ambulance!" And he called mm-hmm. an ambulance, and I f- I hit the ground. I collapsed as they came in through the door. And they hit me with the EpiPen, and then everything started coming back down. Mm-hmm. And they get me in the ambulance, and me and Saba are going in the ambulance on the way to the hospital in New York City. And I turn to him and I go, "Saba, you saved my life." <laughs> and he goes, "He goes, it's okay, buddy. Don't worry." And I go, "You can have free Juanitas." tacos for the rest of your life and he goes i get to have free tacos for the rest of my life and i go no just from juanita's taco shop that was it that's what it said <laughs> so if if you go to san diego do you take we, the juanita's I always tacos, take him to juanita's tacos. yeah and then i have to buy any I, other taco shop he has to buy okay yeah but that place but that place is always on on me forever that's a fact <laughs> yeah. well we so, have uh some updates Mm-hmm. On podcasts that we've done, so we've we've had a lot oh, of wait wait okay. before we do that. Can I tell you one thing? Yes, one thing about John Schnepp before we move mm-hmm. on because it's too good. Okay, so John Schnepp, me, and Mike Black, who's always on this show, mm-hmm. we wrote a, t- a, a a pilot called Earth Men Nine Thousand. Yes, right. And we had a deal with the Jim Henson Company to, mm-hmm. to do this pilot or to try to make it. Try to right. raise try funds to raise to funds to get make people it. to do it. Yeah. yeah, you were there for the table read. We had a table mm-hmm. read you were there for. Yeah. And uh, long story short, um, and you were like our science guy. You came in, you you gave us all the facts. You I told you why everything we you'd wrong. written was wrong. And totally. Like, I was like, no, nerds are not going to... Yeah, you're nerds like, nerd. are gonna be like, well, actually, yeah, exactly, <laughs> which which is important, you know, like you want to yeah. have some nerd. Like crap. Lucas needed that when he made Star Wars, yeah, so people wouldn't joke about the parsecs. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. So, long story short, uh, John Schnepp, when we went out to go pitch, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I, I think I may have. When when we I went think I know to, where you're going. But yeah, when we yeah. went to go pitch the show, we pitched it to a couple different places, and and John uh, was in rare form <laughs> at some of these yep. places we'd go pitch at. We went to Adult Swim, and yep. we're sitting there in this room with this fucking. 22 year old little asshole he had a bowl haircut and he was a little hipster and he was like the fr- there's only three people that really work at adult swim there's like mm-hmm. the, that guy there's the vice president and there's the guy who runs the whole place and this fucking guy who's like head of content or mm-hmm. whatever goes um okay so tell me about the bad guys in your script tell me about the bad guys in the script and um and what's his name uh we go oh the, they're space pirates you know, there's mm-hmm. these these bad guys. They're space pirates, and the guy goes, "What are space pirates?" And John Schnepp goes, "Well, they look like the pirates from the movie Ice Pirates. Did you ever see the movie Ice Pirates?" And the guy goes, "No, I never did." He goes, "You should see that movie." And the guy goes, 
don't tell me what to watch. <laughs> and John goes, I will tell you what to watch. Go see Ice Pirates, and then you'll know what we're talking about. And the fucking guy was like, <laughs> um, okay. And it was like super uncomfortable. And Schnepp is a guy, he had a show... He, he had, had many shows had on Adult mi- Swim. He's had four or five. Yeah, like, like they know him. Yeah, and he was yeah. just fucking <laughs> laying into this this fucking guy, just like fuck this guy. If he doesn't, f- why do we even have to talk to this fucking guy? Like yeah. he was so he was so fucking funny. And then we went to TBS, mm-hmm. and we were sitting and talking to this guy at TBS, and and the, it was like the head of programming. And this guy from TBS goes, "Oh, um, oh yeah, funny thing. Uh, you know, someone gave me this vibrator." You know, and and uh, it was really a funny situation because then I had this vibrator on my desk, and I have all these women coming in here, and they're like, "What does that vibrator do?" And I go, "Oh, that's nothing. I got a good one for you." And I tell them some the the story about my cousin having the vagina yes. molded off of her vagina, the the toy molded off yes. of her vagina, right? So I tell that story, and, and he laughs, right? And then John goes, both you guys don't know anything. One time, I face fucked the lead singer of Quar's. <laughs> girlfriend (laughs) and then the lead singer of Guar walked in and saw me face fucking her and was like hey are you fucking my girlfriend's (laughs) face you son of a bitch and he oh man he got so mad and everyone in the room was like um they they just uh, he just shut the whole room down he was like a pirate he was very it got to a point where it didn't Brian yeah. Hansen was like, you can't bring Schnepp yeah, on we the were pitch like, meetings. Well, we were like, if he's coming, he needs to just behave and be, be <laughs> Can he cool. just sit there? Yeah, because he's a fucking, he was a fucking loon, man, but he was so damn good. He was yeah. so creative, but, you know, uh, 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 you know, fun, crazy to yeah. to work with, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right, tell me your, uh, tell me your story. Tell me, your, <laughs> tell me the update. We'll I say, we got some updates. updates. Uh, we've had a lot of podcasts that have picked up some press in yeah, we recent have. memory. So, uh, we had Farrah Abraham on the show. Um, we talked about it a, a little bit on the live show, but uh, we got picked up in the tabloids to talk. There were, what, five or six articles that uh-huh. read about that one? And it was all talking about um, how she said that Teen Mom was 75% fake. Oh, yeah. And I was blown away. The tabloids were like, what a liar. Like, I was like, well, how can you doubt that reality shows are mostly fake? Like, that yeah. to me is the most truthful thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like she talked about how they t- would tell her things to say. You know, she also what's, what's weird was like, and you on just the saw show, her the other day. I did. I just saw yeah. her the other day when we when when we had her on the show. We said to her, uh, Farah, what do you feel like you're going to be doing in <laughs> ten years from now?" Yeah. And she said, "I kind of think I'll be the next Oprah or Ellen." Right, and we're yeah. like, "You just did porn for the fourth time, like." Yeah. You're, you're not going to be those things. And I was like, why in, in God's name would she say something like that? What she and should the say, reason that she says it is because two days later, it's a fucking article. Yeah. Like, she knows, she knows how what to work she's doing. Yeah. She is a, like, she's kind of like an evil genius in mm-hmm. some ways because she does, she says really fucked up, crazy shit. She yeah. does really, like... I don't know if you just saw what happened was... The thing with the dog? With the dog. She played yeah. a practical joke with her kid. Mm-hmm. Telling their telling, neighbor, telling the that, neighbor their that their dog, dog died. died. And, and then, then her dog died. Yeah, and then her dog died. Like the next day. Yeah, like the, within like a day. Yeah. Like she just... <laughs> she's like some sort of bizarre force. Yeah. I don't... Well, we're not implying that she killed her dog or anything. But just no, it's just that she, just, yeah. she is a very... Way See, stranger a character than I thought. what I think she should have said... 
and this I think actually could be the case where what she should say is I think I'll be the next Kim Kardashian. Right. I think she totally could be the next Kim Kardashian. Like she she's is somebody one, she's one Ray J away from that happening. Yeah, I mean, I think she's already done that aspect of it. Like, I think so. Like, people are intrigued by her. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I'm not familiar with... No, you're right. She doesn't need stuff, a Ray J. She could just... She's already at that point. She could yeah. just turn a corner. Like, I am i wouldn't be surprised if there was the Fair Abraham show that came out at some time in the near future that was just her. Oh, man. People fucking hate her so yeah. much. They really I've do never hate her seen anyway. so much never hate. Yeah, it was outrageous. I, I was at a party the other day. Yeah. And I mentioned to somebody like, oh, you do a podcast. Who are some of the people on your podcast or whatever? And I mentioned a couple of things. And there was something came up about how I like watching bad TV. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, I like watching bad TV. I watch Teen Mom. I'm like, oh, we just had one of the Teen Moms on our podcast. They're like, which one? I was like, oh, Fair Abraham. They're like, oh, she's the worst person in the world. And I was like, you're like 45 and a lawyer. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, why you're are like, you watching? Why are you, uh, A, watching this? And why are you so upset about fair? Like, people why, hate her. And why do, why do they hate her? Like, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, I'd that. have to watch that show, and that's where I draw the line. Yeah, I, I don't want to watch her on the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see it. No, 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 no. no, no. I, so. I'm, I'm enjoying the... Uh, there's only one TV show on right now airing new episodes that I'm in love with, mm-hmm. and it's called The Proposal. I'm obsessed with that show. <laughs> it shows so bad. I'm not that's, gonna... By the way, that's the bad show that I mentioned that I watch yeah. that they were like, oh, well, I watch Teen Mom, so that's the bad show I watch. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I r- truthfully really enjoy The Proposal. I think It, it is, is the worst human the, beings on planet Earth. It is, because it's girls coming out on stage going, um, I, I, <laughs> I, I can't see who you are, and I can't, I've never seen your face, but... I and, wanna, and we've been talking for 15 minutes. We've only met just now, but I want to marry you, and <laughs> I believe God put me here in this position, and Jesus. Yeah. And then, my mom's here. To also so yep. that she can witness this blessed event, and mm-hmm. then, the, then the guy's like, "Oh, send her home." You know? <laughs> <laughs> or it's the other way yeah. where, where it's, it's like a guy comes guys. out, and the guy's yeah. like, "Hi, I'm a guy. Uh, <laughs> please pick me. I'm a fireman." You know, like, no. check out my abs. Check, check out my <laughs> hey, bro. Check out my abs, bro. It's so embarrassing. You're like, who are these people that want to get married right now to no one? That show show is just who wants to marry a millionaire without pretending the person's a millionaire. They're not a millionaire. It's the exact same show. They're not even a millionaire. Yeah. They're just a person. On Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire, he wasn't really a millionaire anyway, so. What? He was a comic. He wasn't a millionaire. He had like... He had real estate that might have made his net worth a million dollars. He wasn't like a millionaire with money. Oh, God. I, you know, the only other show... And I, those two actually got married. He married Darva Conger. Oh, my God. I don't, why do I know her name? Why do I know the name of the woman why who got married? Why would you know I, that? I don't know. That's embarrassing. Man. I shouldn't know these things. That's something I know, yeah. Yeah, the other big... Uh, one of the other big news things that happened. So we had... Um, Tyler Shields. Tyler Shields on mm-hmm. the show. Tyler Shields comes on. He's the guy that took the photo of Kathy Griffin holding Donald Trump's severed head. Yes. Uh, he tells these amazing stories. His photos... Real, by the way, really good show. Really interesting really. person. Fascinating life story. Yeah. If you haven't already listened to it, you should you should listen to it it's a fucking great story that's probably my favorite show we've done in the entire year yeah i believe 2018. So. i yeah. get that um oh and and you know uh not to and we ruined your jacket that day so it was great oh son of a bitch you i got a, this jacket. jacket i got this cool fucking jacket it was so fucking cool it was a, it was a pink dolphin you jacket. thought it was cool i thought it was so cool 
And then I made fun of it. Do you want to hear the worst Mike part Black of made that? fun of it. Is this going to make it even sweeter? Are you uh-huh. ready? Yeah. No, you don't. No one knows this. That jacket didn't fit me. <laughs> oh, I know. It was too small. Oh, I noticed. You noticed. Yeah. What did you notice? It didn't fit you right. It was too small for you. No, no, Matt. Yeah. The jacket was too small, so I brought it in. Oh, had you them, had it let out? I had them let it out. <laughs> I had them take another jacket of mine and chop it up into pieces <laughs> and use it to extend it in every possible way to make it a bigger jacket. <laughs> and then I wore it out for the first time, the and first everyone time. fucking hated the yeah, jacket. Because like, I made fun of your jacket. I was like, this jacket looks stupid. Then you're like, oh, but people are going to like this jacket. Yeah, it's a cool really jacket. like it. It's cool. And I go, and hey, like, Tyler Shields. Mike Black. Yeah. And Mike Black was like, "What's with the stupid jacket?" Yeah, and I go, "This jacket is cool, guys." You're like, "You're like, oh, let's ask." Ty-. You're, you're like, "You guys don't know fashion. You no, don't know fashion." I'll ask Tyler. Tyler Shields, Shields takes yeah f- high fashion photos all the time. Like, he's with models. He works with models. He knows fashion. Yeah. What does he think? And he's like, "Your jacket sucks, dude." He's like, "That jacket is awful." <laughs> I don't know who told you that was a cool jacket. Get the fuck off. Yeah, that's hundred percent true. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you had it let out with Oh yeah. Oh, so like you were like invested in the I jacket. I was invested in the jacket. I put money into that jacket. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that sad? That's great. I know. I, I've never been more proud of ruining a jacket. Well, I'm That's happy. Awesome. I'm happy for you that you got to enjoy <laughs> that experience. That makes it so much better for me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, so Tyler Shields yeah. told a story yes. about after the photo with Kathy Griffin, and that went out. He was getting death threats. You know. 10,000 death threats a day in yeah. that range, right? Yeah. Um, so he couldn't leave his house. He had secret service outside his house for like a month. Couldn't leave. His neighbors brought food over. So he called Postmates to bring him some food. Right. Postmates bring him, brings him the food. And then he notices that his food's been messed with. He looks inside of it and realizes it's been poisoned. Right. He, he that they, thought that he thinks it's been he poisoned. Believes it might have been poisoned, so he didn't eat the steak because like the steak was cut into and the packaging was open. And he thought yeah. that so he's like maybe this has been poisoned. So then he says that on our show, mm-hmm. right? That ends up being an article that 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 story was on uh, the place. Um, the no, bus. no, no, no. That got picked up by Radar Radar Online. Online. Yeah. One of those. Okay, yeah. so that blows up right on Radar. It gets you know tons. It gets us lots of downloads. People are listening to the show and checking it out and mm-hmm. commenting and all this kind of stuff, right? What ends up happening is the fucking president of Postmates reaches out to Tyler calls him and he gets calls like a, him out. Gets a phone call and is like, "We need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk about this." And they sent like an investigative team to like check mm-hmm. it all out. They go back through the records. They to find, find the, the guy yeah. that delivered it. The whole mm-hmm. bit. It was a fucking mess. He's on death row now. No. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, that was so, Because all we know is that the president of Postmates called him, and they identified the exact order, and they found the guy, yeah. and now we've got to find out from Tyler what I happened next. I think they're prosecuting the guy. I think that's all going coming down right now. Yeah, so that's... We don't know. We don't know, for but the something is happening. So President there was Postmates, that don't call me. Call Steven. And then, uh, and then, of course, we had the Mean Girls situation. That mm-hmm. was a whole... Bunch of yeah. nonsense. Where uh, with Jonathan Bennett, Jonathan Bennett, and Daniel Franzesi mm-hmm. from Mean Girls come on, and they tell the story on our live story on our on live, live show. show, and they tell a story that uh, when they wanted to come out of the closet, they were told by their managers and by their people that work for that you know that yeah. uh, that represent them not, not to, do to it. come out of the closet, right? And so, and that, really, Daniel was hardly in the closet. No, but... He'd been doing Broadway musicals, and he was, like, yeah, yeah. flamboyant, you know? But they were still in the closet. But Jonathan Bennett was more of, like, the leading man type. Right. So, like, with him, they were, like, 
if you do that, this might ruin your career. Right. So because at the time, it, this is ten years ago, this is 10 and years it was ago. a different world. It's a back different, then. yeah, different yeah. time period. So then all this stuff comes out. Uh, you know, they they tell the story. They're laughing. We're all having a great time. Yeah. The audience, it's, it's killing. Great, funny, funny, funny story. Anyways, article comes out and it turns into people think people. Someone in someone's team mm-hmm. thought that what they meant by management they being, meant paramount they or meant something paramount yeah that the studio somehow didn't yeah and the want studio them. didn't care the studio didn't care yeah. it had nothing to do with the studio it was all about them and their own personal reps but we like i had to fucking reach out to like one to these different uh magazines that <laughs> were all to clarify all these magazines yeah. were running the story that like you know management didn't want them to come out of the closet and all this other kind of stuff so i had to like reach out to a couple of them to try to ask them to change the way that they were saying it one or two said yes one one or two told me to go fuck myself <laughs> they're like you're lucky we're talking about your podcast at all <laughs> dickhead but it was you know and yeah. a few i couldn't get a hold of but it was like it was it was, that was a crazy mm-hmm. what a crazy fucking yeah. It's been it's been it's been interesting, and then you know what happened was after the fair Abraham thing, we started catching a lot of attention, right? Mm-hmm. And then we started catching more attention, and not always good attention, right? And you know people say, oh, there's no bad press, there's mm-hmm. only good press, right? That's my belief. Yeah, no, and I believe that too, but I also believe that like I don't want to piss off or scare away the possibility of having great guests because. Mm-hmm. Because you know, tabloids listen to our tabloids show. are listening to us, right? Mm-hmm. So then I decided we should do a palate cleanser, and we did. And yeah, it was, was great, very fun. We we went to the L.A. Zoo, and we went with John Lewis, who's the director. Zoo, yeah, zoo director of the entire place. So he's basically the the head man in charge, and we learned all about like you know his rural upbringing and how he was going to be a veterinarian and he took a job at a zoo just cuz he needed the money and then yeah it's been a whole big career and uh, it was really fascinating then after we interviewed him which is a great show that was the last one we put up i think yeah um uh we got to go walk around the zoo and they yeah. took us inside the sloth enclosure we got to meet the sloth we got to meet the sloth we got, we got to, to pet, pet the, the sloth. sloth that was so cool we got to see the armadillo yeah they, they hold it up and it's like a little ball. Yeah. And they said that the sloth likes this armadillo. There's we current like, roommate. We were like, what are you talking about? Because like, Mike Glazer goes, hey, uh, how did you know that these two would actually like each other? Like, how did, how did how you know did that you could know put the, these two together? Yeah, armadillo yeah. and a sloth would like each other. And the lady goes, well, the sloth likes this armadillo. Yeah, it didn't like the one that used to live there. Yeah. Because uh, they have, so inside the sloth enclosure, at the uh, it's in like the children's zoo section of the LA Zoo, if you look at it, there's like a little box with a hole in it that's the armadillo house. So the armadillo can like hang out in its little house because I guess they're, uh, they tend to like burrow, I think, or something like they hide yeah. under things. Yeah. So like they don't want to just be out in the in the wild all the time. But uh, so the armadillo house is there and it's got like a hole where the armadillo walks in and the sloth, which only poops once a week. Right. Which I was interesting to learn, uh, much like me. Poops yeah. once a week. Poops once um, a week. So the sloth didn't like the old armadillo, and they found out because it used to poop in front of the doorway for the armadillo house. And they're like, yeah, so it pooped in front of the doorway of the armadillo house. And they're like, oh, this is where the sloth wants to poop, so let's move the armadillo house. Right. So they move it to the other side of the thing. And, and then, then the, the sloth sl- pooped in front of the doorway again. A week later. And it just... Like, he was just he just crawled over to it like... Yeah. 
Don't make me tell you again. Like once a week, he would just go over and poop in front of the armadillo's house because he just, I guess he didn't like him. I think you and me are going to have a fight, Matt, about who gets to do that story on stage because I really want to tell that story. That's a fucking great story. But if you want to tell it on stage. You can, can do it. I don't God, care. I love that fucking story. Just that he crawled across the floor and was like, I'm a pooping. Because <laughs> they don't even like going you, on the ground. You son of a bitch. Like sloths like to, they ate it. to be up above. And for him to eat all week just knowing, <laughs> just knowing I'm going to shit, shit in out. front of this guy's house. <laughs> this armadillo thinks is a big deal. Hey, he's nothing. <laughs> he's nothing. Fucking dickhead. Yeah. All right. And then just squatted down, took a dump in front of his front door. I love that. And then I love that Mike Black was like, I did that in front of my roommate. And, uh, <laughs> and he kicked me out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's a fucking great story. Yeah. It really, really is. And I loved I loved going to the zoo. I thought we had a fucking great time. It was nice. It was a good time, yeah. Yeah, and, and it really inspired us. We sat around. We we're coming up with other locations and mm-hmm. other places we want to go to and go interview people at, like at the uh, you know, this you know, the science center, jet propulsion yeah, lab. We're talking to some people. Yeah, Hollywood like Bowl. Yeah. Go interview the guy who runs mm-hmm. the Hollywood Bowl or the lady that runs Hollywood Bowl. Could be very, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, that's that's something that I I do really want to keep interviewing, um, f- you know, fascinating, bizarre people. But I think it's, I mean, it's fun every once in a while to have someone who's a little bit of tabloid fodder. Like, if yeah. I could have Amanda Bynes on this show, I would oh, fucking do it in a heartbeat. 100%. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it being press-worthy as much as it has to do with just the fact that we could talk to this person. Like Who's we were, had a public meltdown. We were just trying yeah. to get TJ Miller on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, the other night, we were talking to him. We were going to go over to his house and go record with him. And I just want to talk to him because he's a fucking fascinating creature tj miller's teflon yeah. nothing sticks nothing sticks to tj miller it's amazing he's yeah. a, he, seriously people say whatever the fuck they want about him and and he just he said to me uh you know what i do um because i said what like what do you like you know what what can you do when when people are saying horrible shit about you or they're making stuff up or like what what do you do and he said uh uh silence Mm-hmm. Just stay quiet, let things turn over, and then people forget. Like yeah, he, they do. He goes, if you fucking engage and start yeah. like trying to like defend yourself a whole bunch, shit. You gets, come off looking yeah, bad. Yeah, you come off looking, looking like a fucking asshole. So mm-hmm. just let shit fucking slide away, because most of it slides away. The stuff that is not sliding away, I'm sure that he has to deal with, is the whole, um, you know, train. Uh, bomb. <laughs> well, ones that actually lead to him going to court. Yeah, that will, that'll actually lead to him having to yeah. deal with that shit. But I love T.J. Miller. We we've been friends for a very very long time. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay. I'm you know I'm I I don't know I don't know what everybody does. <laughs> I don't know what everybody does. I don't know what people do. Like it's like when I was I was spending all this time with Jeremy Piven before this you know before the second set of allegations came out right and after and I hung out with him one time after. <laughs> But he's a, it, it's a tricky thing with people when when you hang out with somebody and you're like, oh, I like this person. They seem like a pretty nice person. It's like when you went to a party and you met Chris Brown. Yeah, I hung out with Chris <laughs> Brown, and Chris Brown was 
so unbelievably charismatic that by the time he finished talking to me, I was questioning like Rihanna. <laughs> like, well, what did Rihanna like, do? I was like, what, what happened? <laughs> Not to sound like a fucking asshole, but I was like, I really, he was so fucking nice to me. Yeah. Maybe it's just because people aren't, oh, like when people are nice to me, like I get tricked into yeah, thinking. Also, you're spending like two hours of your life with them. That's true. I'm only that, spend, like, like I'm, you're, it's a you're very getting limited time. On their best behavior, and anyone on their best behavior is usually a great person. That's so very, very true. No, you're right. I mean, but look, this business like is... Like, you could probably hang out with Charlie Sheen and be like, this guy makes a lot of sense. He's just like a total down-to-earth cool guy. Absolutely. Like, anybody, any... I, I For five you, minutes. Five, I Charlie Sheen, five minutes. Yeah, That's what yeah, you yeah. Get, no, but. I bet you, like, there's certain people I think you can spend time with that mm-hmm. are fucked up or may have, like, a fucked up history... And you can spend a few minutes with them and be like, "No, oh, this person's pretty cool." Fucking yeah, you're like, with. I don't know what's going on. I don't on. know what the big deal is about this fucking guy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know. There's other people that you know. Some people you can't. Some do people that just with. they're always abrasive. Yeah, like Rob Schneider, right? Like mm-hmm. I've uh, Rob Schneider. I've only met uh, one time, and mm-hmm. it was horrific. Mm-hmm. It was a horrific run-in. We were at uh, the 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 CVS. And I was uh, there buying something, and he was there waiting for the the pharmacist. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "You don't understand." He's saying the pharmacist, "You don't understand. I need this this uh, pain medication uh, because my daughter just broke her tooth, and she needs this pain medication. And the doctor called it in, and it should be ready. And and then a fucking if it's not ready, I don't know what to fucking do." He's yelling at the lady, right? Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, "I'm so sorry, sir, but we haven't gotten the. There's no been no confirmation from no doctor yet, and they're going back and forth like this for like a while. And finally, I, he was like, well, "I'm fed up. I don't know what to do." And finally, I turned to him and I go, "Hey, uh, Rob Schneider. Hey, I'm a comedian." We uh, we kind of know each other a little through a few people. Because you know his brother. I know his brother a little yeah. bit. I go, we know some of the same people. I go, how about this? Um, I have Vicodin in my car because someone, I had just, I had a toothache and they gave me Vicodin. <laughs> so you, you tried to do an illegal drug deal with Rob Schneider? No, I was like, you could just have my Vicodin for your daughter. It'd be fine. And he goes, I'm not taking your car drugs, okay? <laughs> All right, I don't need uh, your car drugs. I, I was say, like, I'm just offering. I I gotta side with him. Oh come on! That just on. sounds like because he doesn't know you. Like you're just some guy saying that you know some of the same people. Look, you can IMDb me. You know, I'm not like just some fucking asshole. You can you, find me. You sound like just a weirdo. You can be like, find me. This is how that comes off. You're just like, hey man, hey dude, we know some of the same people. I got some drugs for you. You want some drugs? You want some, I drugs? some drugs? I got drugs. That's what that sounds like. I try to be nice, though. And by though. the way, what? that's highly illegal. You can't give somebody your Vicodin. What are you talking about? That's illegal. You can't You can't give someone your Vicodin? No. It's a controlled substance. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, better call your lawyer. All right. All well, right. there was one news story that reminded me of you that we should talk about. Uh, okay. And that involves... Um, one of the greatest human beings on planet Earth, okay, William Shatner. Oh, sure. One of the most important people to ever live in the history of in the history the world. of the world. Yeah. William Shatner, the great Captain Kirk. Um, so he announced um, on social media that he was going to Comic Con. He was happy about going, and he was going to sign autographs, and he was going to take pictures of the people there, um, which is what uh, you do at a comic at a convention. Right, and he goes to Star Wars convention, uh, uh, Star Trek conventions, and he goes to sci-fi conventions and comic conventions, and does that. But he said, if you see me out in public, 
um, please do not ask me for a photo and please do not ask me for an autograph because the answer will be no. Wow. Because he says, if I say yes to one, then all of a sudden there's 50. And he's like, yeah, I come off like a, an asshole if I say no to one or if I say no to number 21, somebody's going to be mad at me. So I might as well just say no the first time and just go about my business. And then people were tweeting at him all day saying like, well, blah, blah, blah. And if I see you uh, uh, in this situation, he's like, no, I value my time and you don't have the right to my time. I go there to the conventions. That's when you can have my time. Right. That's when he makes his time for you. And you had a little experience with him. Not in public, even it was in. Yeah, it was. It was on the lot at Paramount, filming I, Big Time Rush. Filming Big Time Rush, and we were shooting on the Star Trek stage. Mm -hmm. And I, I saw him sitting in a golf. I think cart. it's the one where they made Wrath of Khan. I on believe that same so. Set. Yeah. yeah, and he was uh, sitting in a golf cart across the the, the street. And I was like, "Hey, I'm going to go over." He was, oh, it's not street. It's on know. the lot. It's on the yeah. lot. Yeah. So I walk over to him and I go, uh, "Mr. Shatner," in front of everybody from my show, the too. entire cast, whole cast, everyone's yeah. watching me do this. I go, "Mr. Shatner, oh, I'm such a big fan. It's so cool to meet you. Wow, just really, really neat. Um, hey, you know, we shoot our show on uh, on your old stage, and you know, I, I'm I'm just such a big fan of your work. Do you mind if I have a picture real quick?" And he goes, um, "No, meeting me's enough." <laughs> And everyone in the cast like heard this, uh -huh. and then for the rest of the year, all of them would just be like, "I go, hey guys, let's take a picture." They'd go, "No, meeting us is enough." Like they just <laughs> kept using that for me, right? So, anyways, years go by, and uh, my mom uh, wanted to go to this equestrian center, uh, like horse, you know, like live auction thing. It's like a and fundraiser. A fundraiser. Yeah. And who's hosting the event? But William fucking Shatner. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, William Shatner is hosting this. That's so funny because I just had this whole herbal thing happen with him a couple years ago. So my mom's like, oh, it's okay. I'm a big, big fan. So we go. We watch, the, we watch him, and he's the host, and it's great. Night is over. We go outside, and he is sitting in his car with the car running, mm -hmm. and he's texting on his phone. My mom walks up. She goes, oh, my gosh, there he is. There's William Shatner sitting in the car. I go, <laughs> I'm going to go over and say a quick hi to him. I go, Mr. Shatner, Mr. Shatner, hey there. We met on the Paramount lot a couple of years ago. Uh, me and my mom were here tonight, and we were bidding on the auction. You did a great job. Uh, she just wants to say a quick thing. And he goes, all right. And my mom goes, I just want to say, Mr. Shatner, I think what you're doing for the animals is just such a wonderful. And he goes, uh-huh, takes his foot off the brake and rolls away <laughs> while she's still talking. 100% true. And I, I think that, that was basically him being like, Scotty, one to beam up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just beam me up now, it. Scotty. Uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite things uh, ever about, about Star Trek, I don't know if you know this or not, is... Um, oh, really? Maybe. maybe is there maybe something you, you think that you know about Star Trek that I don't? Did you know that Gene Roddenberry's brain was insured? I do know, because yeah. you've told me multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. Because my grandmother's brother was the insurance agent that created that that uh that the document to mm -hmm. in, to insure body parts. Yeah, so then he so did Mary he did, Hart's legs. Uh-huh. And he did Fred tonight. Astaire's legs mm -hmm. and he did uh Liberace's hands mm -hmm. and he did um uh Sammy Davis Jr.'s penis. Uh no, <laughs> but he did Gene Roddenberry's brain, right? And so because of that, how he, much could I insure my penis for? Uh for 45 bucks. Okay. Yeah. So, long story short, um, <laughs> if you're excited, 48. 
Um, what ended up what ended up happening was one dollar per inch. He's a he's a grower, yes. folks, and a shower. Uh, what ended up happening was is my mom. My mom was dating my dad, and my mm-hmm. dad, by the way, who I said before, big piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, loved Star Trek, loved it so much. He was obsessed with it. And uh, so my mom got invited without him mm-hmm. to go to a party for the cast of Star Trek, the original was this Star Trek. When they were still married or? This was before, oh, they, before were married, they were married. When they okay. were just dating. Yeah. So my mom goes, I'm going to go off and I'll try to get you an autograph. And she goes to this Star Trek party and it's every cast member from the original series is mm-hmm. there. And they're like at, you know, um, so you got Shatner and Nimoy. They're and... at Nimoy's house. Okay. And everyone is fucked up on hashish. Everyone's doing hashish. In Allegedly. The house. Uh, oh, yeah, no, no. They're, everyone's doing drugs. There's drugs everywhere. My mom was being told. They were like, don't take that. That's acid. According like to was, Steven's mom. Not according to me. Don't everyone's me. doing drugs at this fucking party, <laughs> right? And uh, and they're offering my mom drugs. My mom was like 16. And they're offering mm-hmm. her drugs, and they're all trying to fuck my mom. Like, they're all hitting on my mom. Including, Again, like, allegedly, according to Stephen's mom. Not not a Chekhov. Not a... Walter Koenig. Walter Koenig but he denied this story when you brought it up to him, did. by the way. He did. I know. Yeah. The other guy. Um, who was the other guy? Uh, Forrest. DeForest Kelly. DeForest Kelly mm-hmm. was trying to was trying to fuck my mom, right? So, anyways, my mom. This is the story. This like, is the hey, story that's been passed out. Hey, let me show you why they call me Bones. <laughs> <laughs> so then my mom goes home, uh-huh. and my and my dad's like, oh, "How did it go? Did you guys have fun? Were they nice? Did they sign autographs?" She's like, "One of them tried to fuck me, and they all tried to get me to do drugs." And I just think I always thought that was so funny. I, just, I bet George Takei wasn't trying to bang her. No, I'd probably not. She'd, he'd probably try to bang my dad. <laughs> I love George Takei. He's one of my Big favorite. Fan. Yeah, we yeah. need to have more Star Trek people on the show. It's not fair. It really That's what I've been saying for two I and know. a half years. We'll do it. We'll do it. We're going to get it. We're going to yeah. keep, it, keep it going mm-hmm. and keep good things happening. Cool. We got a lot of good shows coming up, I think. Yeah. Um, we're we're working on a very cool thing for the live show on August eighteenth. I won't reveal what it is yet. Yeah, but we we've got. But we have a possible world record attempt happening on. Yeah, the show. we have a possible world record attempt. We have another cast reunion of another show. We mm-hmm. have some 60s, 70s, like nineteen seventies, nineteen seventies television mm-hmm. star people that we're trying to pull in. Really cool, really exciting people that everyone has seen in their life. Regardless of how old you are, you know the shows that they've been on and you've seen these shows and we don't want to reveal the names yet because we're still trying to lock everything in but i think it's going to be it's going to be a really good, fun one it will be it will yeah. be for sure yeah um so yeah uh this has been really fun i'm happy that we got to do this with good laughs matt mm-hmm. i appreciate that uh where can people find you on the internet matt uh you can go to funnymatt.com i got links to everything there or if you were upset by anything I said tonight, please let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. Yes, that is 100% true. And you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Also, Xbox. Don't forget to, uh, if you play Fortnite, you can uh, jump on with me. We can play some Fortnite. Together. Are you still taking people on Grand Theft Auto to Rock Records? No, I'm only playing Fortnite these mm-hmm. days. I can't, I, I can't get back into Grand Theft Auto. It's fucking weird. 
Uh, yeah. you, do you ever do that? You like you play one thing for a while and then you try something else and you just can't go back to it. It's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll play I, when when the next Grand Theft Auto comes out or when the uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. Red Dead Revolver, that one yeah. comes out. I'll play the hell out of that. But uh, Red Dead Redemption too. But but right yeah. now Fortnite is is fun because I'm playing it with a bunch of. Uh, oh my god! Can I tell you just? Sorry to jump mm-hmm. subject for a second, but. I am currently making, I think it's going to be up tomorrow, the most narcissistic, I just burped, the most narcissistic (laughs) video I've ever made in my life. And you're in it. That's a pretty high bar. It is. You're in the video, though. Okay. Um, A couple couple weeks ago, I decided I wanted to find a picture from... Of, of me from a red carpet mm-hmm. from March of every year going back as far back as the pictures okay. go. So I started with like March 2010, I think is the first one that I was able to find. It's 2010 or 2009, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Right around the time when uh, Big Time Rush uh, was in like its first middle of first season, right? So I posted, I started posting all these pictures. They're like, just looking, looking at all the different weird outfits that I was wearing at some of this shit. Like the stuff that I thought was cool. And I was wearing costume shit out in the real world. Like you were wearing like onesies and stuff. I was wearing weird stuff, man. Yeah. Weird suits, denim suits. Jackets that you had altered to yeah, because fit I, better. I badly wanted... <laughs> looked terrible. I wanted attention so bad and knew the only way yes. I was going to get attention from being on that show was to dress like a fucking lunatic mm-hmm. out in the real world because most adults that are on kids shows, no one gives a shit about. So yeah. I just wanted, I wanted to keep trying to make an impact, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so long story short. Too late. The other night, too late. <laughs> I'm going on, uh, I go on Getty Images to go see if there's any new pictures from that uh, new basketball. New yeah. not nude pictures. No, new, new, pictures. new, new pictures, <laughs> yeah. right. From the basketball game thing. And I come across... By the way, he went to a celebrity, celebrity charity basketball yeah. Game, which I saw a clip from it on ESPN the other day. Really? Yeah, they showed. They Floyd, showed a clip. They showed Floyd Mayweather trying to take a shot and he got blocked. I'll tell you who was at the thing. You guys, you want to hear who was on the thing? Yeah, I, I brought these with me. Okay, this is who. This Get is who was playing. This is who was playing at the uh, charity mm-hmm. event. It was called the 50K Charity Challenge. Yeah, um, and it was Monster and Live Nation and. Um, a couple other companies, uh, big sponsors, big sponsors, yeah. right? Here's so I got to sit courtside mm-hmm. with our dear friend, uh, DJ, DJ uh, Paul, DJ Paul from Three Six Mafia, mm-hmm. the Oscar winner. Yeah. So here's who was playing on on one team. For one of the teams was uh, Andre Drummond's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre Drummond from uh, the Pistons. NBA All Star from the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, he was one of the one of the coaches. Uh, and then on his team, it was uh, Brittany Elena from MTV's Wild and Out, mm-hmm. uh, Colton Underwood, former NFL player okay. and ABC's Bachelorette, David Wise, fr- American freestyle skier, two-time Olympic gold medalist, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Donovan Carter, UCLA alum and the star of Ballers on HBO, mm-hmm. uh, James Keeson, star of NBC's Heroes, Jenna Frooms, actress and model, uh, Lindsay Arnold from ABC's Dancing with the Stars, Lisa Marie Vaughn, WWE's Victoria, 
Miles Brown. He's from uh, the show Blackish. He plays uh, the little kid on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Vile uh, or Vale. Nick Vale, who was The Bachelor Bachelor on NBC. Big fan. Omarion, multi platinum recording artist. Omarion. Rashid Rashad Jennings, former NFL star of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Played for the Giants. Simon or Simeon. Rice. Simeon Rice? Simeon Rice. Yeah, he was on the Cardinals. There we go. He was Very there. Good player. Tank, the recording artist Tank was there, and then Terrell Owens, right? And Floyd Mayweather. Hang on. That okay. was just one team. Oh, okay. Here's the other team. And these are all just, people. Just do the names. Who all cares? Right, fine. We don't all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, the other team uh, was Eric Dickerson. Yeah, NFL Hall of Famer. We're gonna get Eric Dickerson on the show. We'd love to talk to Eric. We Dickerson. should get a, we should get a lot of these people mm-hmm. on the show. We'll decide you and me yeah. who you like, and then I'll go after them because mm-hmm. I was there and met them. Yeah. But you weren't there, and if you would have been there, you probably would have helped me figure out who some of these <laughs> tell people Tell you were. who they are. I know because you don't know any of the athletes. I don't know yeah. anybody. They were all very nice. Um, yeah. Brian Braman, Super Bowl champion. I don't know. I don't know that name, uh, but okay. okay. Brandon Marshall from the oh, Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Chrissa Jackson, uh, Harlem Globetrotter, mm-hmm. um, DJ Irie, mm-hmm. celebrity DJ, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest boxing uh, champions of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, J. Leon Love, Kendra Wilkinson, of course, we know, uh, Manifest, uh, Natalie Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. She's a diva from uh, you know, WWE. Okay. Uh, NBA's Young Boy. Uh, Noel Guglium, I don't <laughs> know who that is. Uh, P. Real, Rampage Jackson, mm-hmm. Shiggy, um, Tremaine Brock, Truman Johnson, Jets quarterback, uh, Chris Saunders, uh, Tammy Bronner, and Kamarion. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that was all. All these different people, right? So they're all playing, mm-hmm. and then and then I'm sitting there courtside, middle of the fucking show, and they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, welcome to the middle of the court, Tyga." So Tyga comes out and performs. There's like, I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Tyga. And he used to date one of the Jenners. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's performing, and then he's like in the middle of his rap song, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Izzy Azalea," and then Izzy comes out. Iggy. Iggy, Iggy Azalea. Mm-hmm. Iggy Azalea comes out and she's twerking on him. I've never <laughs> that woman is more ass than she is person. Yeah. Like her body is redonkulous. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I couldn't I could you have to watch the video. I posted the video okay. of her twerking on him. It was, I, I didn't and all this came about because you were looking for pictures of yourself. <laughs> That's why we were Yeah, this all is from because yeah. I was looking for a picture of myself, right? So from that I, event. Was, okay. I was looking for a picture of myself and I come across video clips on Getty Images mm-hmm. and they're video clips dating all the way back to 2010 of mm-hmm. me uh, and and you a lot. It's like you keep showing up. We went to a lot of stuff. We go to a lot of shit together. Yeah. And so it's like, it's before I was with Rachel. It's mm-hmm. then now with Rachel. Like it's from 2010 on to present day. Mm-hmm. And I took every single video down. I ripped all mm-hmm. of them down and then I put them in Final Cut Pro. I flipped them backwards. So, so they're can, not going to so get, they're not going to get, I'm not going to get mm-hmm. any shit for it. Except people will probably report probably it because report of this. It, whatever. But I cut the whole, I watch cut, it when he first puts it up. <laughs> yeah. I cut the whole thing. I'm going to put it up on my Instagram TV, like okay. Insta TV. Yeah. And uh, it is so fucking weird to watch, to watch 
like almost 10 years of my life mm-hmm. go by within about two minutes of me just being like a fucking jackass <laughs> saying stupid shit to yeah. these random camera guys. And it's very, very narcissistic, but it's also kind of a fascinating, weird thing that you can, that all that footage exists, yeah. you know? And I just wanted to have all of it to be able to show people like, look, this is, this is like 10 years almost of my life, you know, kind of, you know, in real random places where I'm like, you know, it's you and me in, you know, talking about uh, uh, who's the guy about Miley, Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. That that clip is on there. What is that's when I was yelling at Billy Ray Cyrus. When we went when he sang with Slash. Yeah. And it was basically Slash and Duff, I think, from Guns mm-hmm. N' Roses and Matt Sorum. Uh, and we went to see them and they were doing some like benefit concert with like a bunch of guest singers and it was like the guy from Slipknot and a guy from Juliet uh, Lewis performed she Juliet Lewis was there and then Billy Ray Cyrus came out and he sang Paradise he, City with and him. he played the tambourine we played tambourine and danced around yeah and then outside he was the big name outside for some reason like he was the get for the yeah. people and I started yelling at him and the paparazzi got mad at me because I was yelling I was like your daughter's a whore <laughs> I was anything oh. I could to try to get a rise out of him just to be a jackass because I'm a, I'm a bad person you are a bad person and like the paparazzi were getting mad at me they're like he's gonna leave I'm like okay like I like, like I care you know, about you yeah. getting a photo of Billy Ray Cyrus very very strange yeah by the way Milo Cyrus not a whore no no just a freewheeling titties uh, I on have, deck. Lady. I have no problem, Barley Cyrus. I, I actually I only said that to upset Billy Ray Cyrus because I don't like him. Uh, that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's that. I like Miley. Don't like there's Billy There's weird Ray. clips of that. There's clips of you and me at the fucking Grove together mm-hmm. and all sorts of weird shit. It's it's strange. There's a lot of strange stuff in there. But I I, mm-hmm. I cut it just so I could, just so I could, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Jer- I hope everyone tuned out and... after we gave our Twitter handles because this is <laughs> not know, the most is, interesting part. This is so boring. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. thanks for listening to the show, guys. I love you. And stay safe and Like stay it, healthy. subscribe, share. Yes, please. Leave us a review, all that normal, all the normal good podcast stuff. junk. All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Bye. Oh, stand on here.